0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Artists. Today we are here with world-famous body painter, muralist, an all-around great human being. We sit down with David Gilmore, at David Gilmore, and he got me to show all of you my first ever body painting experience, which I've never shown before, and I will post that when this comes out at John.Leo, and we covered all the big celebrities he's worked with, including Mariah Carey, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Andy Cohen, and plenty more. And as always, we dug into him growing up into a small town, moving to L.A., the lessons he's learned over the years, and that weight that was lifted as he came out to his family and friends. And oh, I also give a lot of shade to Yoko Ono, and I do not regret it at all. So please enjoy this episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Iron Mike, Cafe Joe, Game Day Media, and Heineken. But thank you all again. I really appreciate you. Please enjoy this episode of Beyond the Artists. So um, I've been trying to get you out here to paint for a while now. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, you're a very busy man. you got a lot going on. And we met at Transmit Festival, which is the first festival that my old company did in L.A., and we got smoked on it. But we had a really great time.
1: We did. So what what happened? Why wasn't it the, the event you thought?
0: We announced a festival in downtown L.A., it was 10, 10, 15 okay. or 14. And after that, so we announced, um, we had a great lineup, two stages and, um, we had Trina Mary mm-hmm. who we'll talk about the, the, how we got introduced and uh, it was at LA Santa studios. And after that, we announced it and started marketing it, a new festival popped up called cross festival on the same day in San oh, Diego. Oh no. And I don't know if you know cross, but they're don't. a pretty big fucking deal led um runs it and and they yeah They're, so was- i would i would have gone to that over ours i wanted to and it was my festival like they had such a great lineup and it was amazing and um so yeah that and plus it was also 110 degrees it was a heat wave coming through so do you remember that morning we had to go out and we got all those huge fans yeah and hung misters everywhere to try to cool the heat but yeah, we we call it the best party ever for a hundred people. I mean we so, ended up getting more than a hundred, but uh.
1: so was this cross festival did they know you were doing it that day and oh, they no. were going after no, no, you? No, no. Okay. No, no, no. no they're way
0: they're, they're, they're like that's like like if if Coachella opened up a festival in San Antonio, be like, Oh, did they know about what you were doing? They're like, No, <laughs> they don't give a shit. They had no clue. They're just gonna roll in and they're gonna do their thing and empower and to them. I mean they're you know they did what they're gonna do, and they're still around today, and and they're I think they're an amazing festival, so good for them. But anyways, that's how we got connected. Yes, and um, we have been chatting for a little while to get you out here because I love your artwork. Thank you. And so you started working today.
1: I did, yeah. So it's uh, you had offered to bring me out back in the summertime, uh-huh. and I'm a little. Thank
0: God you didn't come. I know.
1: Then. <laughs> I'm uh i I'm super grateful to be here and any opportunity to paint is exciting, but I, uh, I'm i a little fair <laughs> in the sun. Mm-hmm. So when you asked if I could come out in the summertime and then you also gave the option of coming out in October, I was like, well, October, please. Mm-hmm. And then today it was in the upper 90s while I was painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I only got to paint for about three and a half hours, but I got a lot done. So, so I, I have a good chunk of tomorrow and Saturday, so I'll get it done.
0: Do you like to paint at night ever?
1: Uh, I like early in the morning. I'm an early riser. Okay. So I love that. Um, I can do it from like seven until about two, but the wall where I'm painting is in full sun all yeah. day. So, but it's only 75 tomorrow, so it'll it'll be fine. It'll be, yeah.
0: Um, so you live in Long Beach right now? I do. You've been there for? I've been in Long
1: Beach since 2001, so that's 18 years. And what brought you there? So I I I'm, I'm from Washington State. I went to the University of Washington. And I moved to California. I moved to L.A. in 95. My God. And I was confused about traffic. And... in fifth
0: grade in '90. I know. <laughs> I Which is in, weird because like, I'm in my 99. early 30s, so I don't know how back. that happened. Michael, I shake you head, like, don't say shit like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't alive, so. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, old. my God. <laughs> Where year
0: were you born? Uh,
2: 99. Oh my god. Oh God. Well, oh, I leave? Dude, that even makes me God, oh, god.
1: Shit. god bless you. <laughs> wow. No, so so um growing up in Washington State and going to college, here, I I loved Washington. I was in Seattle during the whole grunge movement, so I gotta see the eyes of oh, nice. pop culture. Looked at our little mm-hmm. sleepy little town and everyone was dressing in thrift store garb and that became popular. So that was cool and I still love that music, but I just I knew I wanted something different. I've always um had a thing for not not necessarily celebrities but pop culture and people's obsession with pop culture more that angle of it and people wanting to look like celebrities when they're not like through mm. plastic surgery or augmentation or dressing a certain way that that to me is the mindset of that is so is have fascinating. you seen,
0: like um, I saw some Barbie girl who literally tried to be Barbie yeah and was that unbotched probably because yeah. the it was just insane what she did to herself Yeah, and only to be recognized as something else.
1: So I don't know how you monetize that. Maybe she has a big Instagram following
0: probably because it was so botched. Yeah. Uh, do you think it more and more today it's been happening or do you think more and more today people are being conscious and I'm using quotes and spiritual where they're they're figuring out themselves and you're, we're actually seeing less of it than we did in the early 2000s.
1: I think it's uh, more normalized and it's, it, it was a little bit shocking to, 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 move from Seattle to LA and all of a sudden seeing celebrities all the time. I also, I, it was my one and only retail job. I worked at Fred Siegel on Melrose. So that's like the oh. epicenter for that. So, so is that
0: why you saw a lot of celebrities? Cause I don't yeah. see any celebrities in LA.
1: So it went from seeing none to then all of a sudden immersed in it. Yeah. And what would be funny. So this is back then. <laughs> Hundred years ago, this is when Friends was Before going you were on. Born, Michael. Everyone looked at Friends, and Jennifer Aniston's had that Friends haircut, mm-hmm. so she would shop there all the time. And when she would be in there, after she would leave, women would come up to me and say, "What did she buy?" And then they would buy the exact same thing. So that would happen all the time, and with other celebrities and like following them around. And what do they get? And then they would buy the same sort of outfit. Sure. Then the next time they would come in in that and with Jennifer Aniston's haircut, and huh. so that sort of wanting to assimilate into whatever pop culture was and whatever the, the look and identity of it was at the time. I mean, that still carries out and it's more accessible. I guess, you know, through Instagram, people can be celebrities quickly.
0: Where does that come from? Right. Where does that, that desire to be somebody else so much so that you go through that? Where does that come from? It's the same thing when you see, what is it? uh, Black Friday and people line up. Yeah. I feel like it's the same type of mentality of, I am going to, do this even though it's maybe I was going to say, even though it's crazy, but maybe yeah. it's not, maybe this is the norm.
1: Yeah. got It's such, there's so much to say with all that. It's sort of like, yeah, that was a loaded I question. It, no, it? I think it's sort of <laughs> like people, it's sort of like a costume in a way when you start, um, getting all the fillers and Botox and then yeah. women who do like, and men too do contouring with makeup and they start to, it's funny. Cause I think the idea is to look, have your own individual identity, but then you start looking like everyone else And that's, I don't know, that's something. It's sort of like in a way, race disappears in a way. Because once people start getting the same cheeks, the same lips, the same eyebrow lift, and there's chemical peels, skin bleaching, contouring, it all sort of looks the same, Mm -hmm. which I think that's fascinating. And and a pit, why? Why do you you think that's fascinating? It's it's, because it's so like campy in a way. Like, Growing up, like, as a gay guy in, um, in a little tiny town in eastern Washington, uh-huh. like, not really having any sort of, like, recognition of gay culture, I just thought, like, that kind of stuff was funny. When I would see on TV people trying to look alike or people jumping on certain kind of trends and taking them too far, that, for me, was just, like, high camp, and I've always enjoyed that direction. So it's still, even though it's... um it's more common, that sort of thing, the yeah. lip injection, all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it still is kind of campy to me, and it's it's funny, and it's, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's bad to laugh at it, but it is just, no, it's, it's, it's just sort of like, it's, it's so much effort, and I guess you can do it to a degree, and you can look better with it, but when it starts to get comical, that's when it's fascinating, and the, and the mural I'm painting, it talks about that. I was just
0: going to say, I love that you take that and that thought process and go, oh, I'm, I'm going to use that for my art.
1: Yeah. So I, I do artwork that's also like thoughtful and yeah. introspective and all, all, all that kind of direction. But then I still target that sort of look. And the, the thing that I'm painting, and we talked about this earlier, is I, the first step in acknowledging you have a problem is to address it. And I, I watched The Real Housewives, all of them. And I love, cause there is a lot of that little augmentation in the lips and faces. And so the mural, it's a collection of some of the more exaggerated lips from the different franchise ladies so it's there it's sort of um it's like a heap of these lips sort of morphing and oozing sort of together and it's this kind of mass and then it's going to be super colorful so people probably just walk by and go, oh, that's fun i'll take a picture in front of it but mm-hmm. it is sort of like a celebration and a poke at the same time
0: how much is um because when we were talking about this earlier i was thinking about the story opposed to just doing right. So how much is it of, I just want to do this. And then do you assign a story to it? Or was the story there that you did it? Or do you almost not want to say because people buy things based on why, right? Oh, for so sure. I've seen really art like, are that I don't get sell for crazy money, but then they'll talk about it. The story behind them. Like, okay, I get it now. But it's a blue painting, and I yeah. like, Oh my god, this I, is, yeah. <laughs> I could talk
1: forever about this. There was it was on sixty minutes, maybe about six years ago, and um, I think it was Morley Safer was at Art Basel, mm-hmm. and there was um a, an area of up and coming artists, and so uh, Morley Safer was being guided around by a docent, and she took him to this one room, and there was a bucket with a rake and some Christmas lights on it, and he was just like you know head turn, eyebrow raise. And she's like, well, there's a certain sort of emptiness and confusion about the products and why they're here. So it was like that kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah. If you tell a a grand story, then probably someone's going to be like, I need that bucket and raking Christmas lights in my, you know, my study. Or I need that in the entrance to my building. But what I love about murals is you just you're driving around or you come across a corner and then there's this boom. There's this big painting and there's no explanation. Maybe you can figure it out. You can assign your own thing to it. And mural work, I love that how that kind of creates unnecessary celebrities, but you create a following for your work, which yeah. is a cel- celebrity, celebratory, celebrity mm-hmm. type of thing. And then people will look for your work that way, as opposed so, to yeah. a gallery necessarily representing you from the jump. And only so many people are going to
0: go into that gallery. And it's interesting how one of my least favorite pieces that I ever did, but it got me the most recognition was, and I shouldn't say the least favorite pieces. I had a blast doing it, but it was a, a zero budget piece in New York on Delancey Street in a five story tall building. And it was scary because the lift only went up 40 feet and the building was 60. So I'm up there, like three. I like to paint at night so people don't bother me. So it's like three in the morning. And I, you know, we're getting it done. It was a very simple design, but it gets photographed all the time. And I, if I had to do it all over again, I would love to go back and do something different, but people love it. There's another one in in L.A. that I have, and I call the lady. I say, "Listen, it's been up for a couple of years. Can I do my like? Can I do something different? Yeah. What do you mean? You don't like it? I love it. Why don't you like it? You know? And it's like, I guess it's in the eye of the beholder, right? And even though my meaning, what I think of it, has something whether it's good or bad, other people may relate to it in a whole different way, which means so much more to them. And so it's always interesting to see what connects with human beings and what doesn't.
1: Yeah. Do you think? Because you're not that it was rushed, but that it was there were these obstacles like the height type of issue. No, and, I think
0: I'm just insecure and I hate everything I do. Art-wise, <laughs> I mean, just every every piece I do, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this, only like just, a- this is
1: why you're great because there's so many people that even like they'll paint the crappiest thing and they'll defend it to the nth, and that's when yeah. you get like, sorry, the rake in the bucket and the Christmas yeah. lights. It's like, no, this is this is important. This is cool. Oh. You should buy it. No, nope. but
0: it's also like even. Do you remember the picture of the glove that fell in the art museum? Have you seen this? No. Somebody dropped I think it was at Basel. You see this, Michael, right? So somebody dropped like a glove, like a winter glove, in an art museum. Oh god. And a whole circle of people around this glove taking pictures. But someone literally just dropped a glove. And it's just there's amazing memes on it of you know, this is the art community. Yeah. Somebody loses a glove, like, oh, this is a piece of art. What's what's going on here? And there's a yeah. picture of people surrounding it, taking photos. But someone just lost their glove. That's it.
1: God, that's great. That's awesome. It's so great though. Yeah, I it's mean, so it's so goofy. That is campy too. I wish someone actually intentionally did that. Just like chuck the glove and then was like, "Let's see what happens."
0: Yeah, but I, or or would have gotten that. Have extorted.
2: you ever seen the video of Yoko Ono in like an art museum no. singing? firework by katie perry but it really just sounds like her screeching like a dying cat and like oh there's no. like a hundred people like standing around her listening to it it's the most bizarre thing you'll ever watch it's so funny though because it's it sounds nothing like fire it literally sounds like her just screeching but there's like all These people lined up to see it Do you, in weird. your
1: podcast. Do you ever like overdub stuff because this would be a great place to splice, splice that in? We can. No, because I feel like no, I feel like she would like sue
0: us with some. shit. Would, like, I, I,
1: I shouldn't say anything bad about Yoko, but in fairness, anytime I've ever seen her, I will. In, when you're in, done, I will. <laughs> but in fair, anytime I've ever heard her sing on a show or she does performance, it's always the same, it's always this
0: like shrieking. It sucks it's a save your tweets it's, it's unexpected sucks at singing don't sing <laughs> that's John that said that yeah yeah that's that's at john.leo that said that you know at bta sessions but i don't give a shit she did a mural in dc it literally said it's 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 topography right it's um not topography uh it's it's a word it's a sentence typography typography
1: well cool. here i will i will give like a little kudos to yoko on there was um she had a gallery show what you the guy. like the
0: beatles <laughs> so kudos to Yoko for bringing up the Beatles. For her art.
1: Yoko. For her art. It was about 30, 32 years ago. There was a shed a gallery show in New York and it was a big wooden cross and a bucket of nails and then you would nail a nail into the cross. I was like, that's cool. Oh,
0: yeah. I wonder hmm. who thought of that for her. Right. Sorry. I'm hating on Yoko. <laughs> Power to her. Good for you, girl. Um, I just don't think. Mean, I don't know. I didn't I mean to I don't, open this particular I don't can think of water. she. I don't <laughs> think she came up with that idea. Probably not. I don't. Yeah. And there's, I have a lot of respect for artists that have teams, right? You know, some people yeah. are like, oh, well, they did this and they didn't even actually paint it. I'm like, yeah, but they have a team and a, they've built something where they need other human beings to help them yeah. do everything. They're doing. like, good. I can't wait. If I was at that level, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Power to it.
1: Whatever. Oh my God. I'm having a brain freeze. Who's, who's the guy that, um, he does the big balloon animals. Jeff. Koons. Oh, Balloonski.
0: Oh, 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 oh! Do you know right. balloonsky? No, balloonsky's great. He actually makes like huge like balloon installations, and he's oh. awesome. But all right, Jeff Koons, yes, yeah, because he Coons, doesn't he does doesn't do make anything. anything. No, but guess what? He thought of it. I got Love a ton it. of respect for him. Fuck yeah! There, there's Jeff a documentary
1: Coons. called The Price of Everything, and mm-hmm. they were did you see that? Mm-hmm. And they were in his studio, and um, which his studio? It's like the size of a Costco, and there's teams of people painting, and he'll just like be over someone's shoulder, like you know, more yellow there. Or that yeah. needs, needs a little more. That's booty. like
0: going to it's Steve like, Jobs and be like, "Well, you didn't make the iPhone." It's like, "Well, yeah. yeah, he didn't make it, but he created it. He designed it. He came up with the theory, the idea, the everything behind it, the marketing." But like, yeah, same thing with somebody like Jeff Kuhn. So definitely, there's an
1: artistry and a brain behind that, and then he's he is where he is. So something we're, worked
0: out of it. We're the richest artists alive right now. Yeah, which we let's come up with something right here on this podcast. Or we can sell for sixty five million dollars. Um,
1: is maybe that picture you're gonna show me?
0: Oh my god. All right. So so David, you do body painting work. Yes. And we were at dinner last night and you brought up some body painting folks that I know and I have met briefly. They probably would I mean Trina obviously know. Mm-hmm. Do you know Johannes Schroeder? Oh yeah. He he's from Italy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've... look up Johannes Schroeder. I don't even know how to spell his name, but he oh. does Trina, I think, is the best because bias. But actually, no, not bias. She's actually the best. She's fantastic. Johannes is a close second. He's got he's his great. parrot thing. The He
1: did the chameleon. Mm-hmm. It's like, so the Johannes. Chameleon, yeah, the chameleon. I mean, we'll Trina it does right it too. Um, Johannes will have two people that he's choreographed. So they move like a chameleon and then he'll body paint them and then film it. So it truly looks like a chameleon. And there's a video that went uber viral of it's. It's this chameleon performance body paint and then it zooms out and it's a phone and they're showing it to a real chameleon and it like looks like it's shocked. So he, I'll just say Johannes is really cool. Super nice guy. So well, I'll just then. say real quick. Well, we're plugging body painters. Emma Hack, she's incredible. She did the Gautier somebody I used to know oh, video. That's yeah. her. And oh, she, she did that? She, she did that. She is incredible. She's video. Australian. She's awesome. And Joanne Gare, she to me, she is the queen of body paint. That's okay. all hail. She's the one who painted Demi Moore on the cover of Vanity Fair in the tuxedo. She does um, all I the sports. That, I feel like
0: I, I want damn, to. I
1: so old. Uh, I'll show that to you. But she also does all the Sports Illustrated swimsuit models.
0: Oh. And she does oh, a zillion wow. other things. Those a are bazillion. Like... So there's, there's so, a whole lot of great people in that The arena. only reason why I know these folks is Ken Schwartzmacher. He so ran a world body painting competition in Atlanta. Oh, okay. I, I've never Do done you know, that one. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Atlanta. And Ken is, we met and he was like, listen, you have to come down and I need you to do three things. I'm like, Ken, there's a lot of things to do. He's like, I need you to experience it as a guest. So I want you to, you know, come down there. This, just, this was the
1: competition you said, right?
0: This is the body painting competition. Okay. This has got to be in 2014. So it was in late September, 2014, because BBC news reported on it. And I'm going to show you in a second. So Ken's like, you got to come down. We're doing this world body painting competition. Trina was a judge craig tracy was a judge i think johannes was a judge or maybe he was in it and like in like the winning team whatever yeah. so they're in atlanta i mean it, they have a huge warehouse and it's like we talked it was a free event so there was a lot of people there and yeah amazing body painting going on so he goes i want you to experience it i want you to see behind the scenes so i followed him backstage a little bit because we were at this time we were running sort of a lot of events and things like that and i was like listen we can Let's help each other out. How do we grow this in other cities? How do we, you know, get this thing going? He's like, but also you have to get body painted. I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. He's like, no, 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 I want you to. So I get down to Atlanta, fly down there. uh, Did you shave your body? So I'll tell you about that.
1: (laughs) Because body paint and body hair don't mix.
0: Well, so so he goes, listen, we have a press piece that we're going to do. And we're going to paint someone in the skyline. Skyline of Atlanta. It's Trina. Mary is going to fly down and do it. I want you to be that person. Wow. I never met Trina at this point. Never before. Okay. Her flight got delayed. She was in some far off place and it got delayed. So he said Johannes Schroeder is going to do it instead. So I'm like, fine, fuck it, let's do it. So I meet Johannes. You know, and we're you know he's smoking. Oh, what's Did, going on? When there? he
1: painted you, was he running back and forth? That's what, yeah, he, like, he I, like I couldn't
0: even believe. It. Just sprinting Yo, back.
1: Johannes, before. God bless him. He, he when he paints, he will do like a couple of brush strokes, then run it's back amazing. ten feet, look, and then yeah, like he's in a relay race. Then sprint oh, yeah. to you and paint, 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 and then do the same thing.
0: Oh yeah, and he's so in the zone. Yeah. the day before, he's like, "I need you to shave." Where he's sort of like German or he's uh, uh, Italian. Oh, he's Italian? Yeah. So what well, accent? But
1: I, he lives in Italy now. You know, I, I don't I think, think he's Italian though. Cat.
0: But anyways, wherever he's from? And shout out to Johannes because. This was like such a fun experience for me. So he goes, I need you to shave. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm staying at a family friend's place, K Ashley, shout out. And um, that morning, I wake up at like 6 a.m. Like, I got to shave.
1: And what time were you being painted at?
0: It was starting at like 9 in the morning or okay. something like that. And so I wake up at 6 a.m. And I shave my legs, arms, chest, everything. Except for my my hair. Yeah. On top of my head. Everything. And I show up. And we're we're doing it. It's this, this view into the middle of Atlanta, and um, and it's a view into the middle of Atlanta. And we're on basically there's this highway going back and forth, and this little island, grass island, in the middle. And we were standing on that. So I'm in whitey tighties. How how was the temperature? It was fine. Okay, I mean, it, it wasn't like too hot. I so it was I guess end of September. So it was it was what it was. And they're like, you can't move. Can't you know? You got to like stay still for a long time yeah and so i show up and he starts laughing i'm like what are, you, what are you laughing at he's like dude you need to shave your arms and like your legs he's like i just talked about your chest and i oh. really I had that hairy of a chest yeah he's like no like we would have been fine with like you didn't need to shave your legs and oh. i'm like full well, should have told you that yeah pump. well you yeah. know i don't know i i see both sides of it he was probably just staring at my chest and like oh pointing me like shave and i was like oh Shame yeah, my body. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking go all the way. In. I'm gonna
1: say that's very thoughtful of you. No, oh, thank you. No, because I, I I work with a lot of male models, and when I say shave, I I will say like everything from your you know your nose down.
0: Oh yeah, I'll do if, it if all. it's like care. that, or if it's just like above the waist, then go you, back It's hair. Yeah. It's fine. So he paints me, and we're we're, we're at this stoplight. So every 60 seconds, so it goes green for 60 seconds, and it stops for you know whatever, like 20, because it's you know the side streets are a little less busy. So every time it stops, you know, because I'm in whitey tighties standing there with my hands behind my back. You know, laser focus. Johannes is sprinting back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I wake up the next day to like a a ton of messages from Ken. Dude, you've made it on the cover of ATL Magazine. Amazing. We made it on the on. So BBC News, literally their top stories are a uh, George Clooney embraces his wife at annual conference um some guy broke some other fucking record and first time model john leonardo oh my god skyline of atlanta on the cover of oh my god and we're on that we're on the cover of like atlanta today we're on all this shit wow (laughs) so so well i meant for
1: your first time modeling that's pretty impressive i think
0: it was great I actually, I've never posted that photo. I'm going to post it. When we release this podcast, I'll post it online. It's so is great. this the
1: thing you said you send as a postcard? Or My
0: father for Christmas one year got that picture because I have, I have like the original picture, not the, that one. Um, and he got it framed and gave it to everybody in our family. For
1: that Christmas is so cool.
0: I know. Yeah. How, fun. how will people
1: see this? Just I'm, Google? I'm going to, no, I'm going
0: to, well, you can, I think you can Google John Leonardo BBC news. Okay. And it shows up, but it's I'll, really I'll cool. post it. When this comes out, I'll post it.
1: So how long did that take to do
0: it took him like 3 hours. It wasn't that long. Oh, that's fast. It was it was way shorter than I thought. And um And what it was I, wild though?
1: And what's good is um it's not Photoshop cuz there are, I'm sorry to pull the blanket back but there's a lot of Photoshop used yeah. in body I mean, paint. It's, it's fine, it's, but it's, it's like that's like, nice to see that's a true picture.
0: Yeah. Um But anyway, so Trina was supposed to do it and she got in that night and then I went out. I was like, "Hey, like I was supposed to be the guy you know, I probably had blue like all over my face still <laughs> and stuff. And we just headed off. We had a great time that night. And then we did a couple projects together. And yeah.
1: That's so cool. Have you done it? Another body paint?
0: No, but I'm down. Do you want to paint me? Yeah. You do? Sure. I'm so down to do it again. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. And it actually, like, I mean, I, you know, I'm in the middle of an intersection, but like, you know, Wait, right what do you I mean? Like, all right, feels kind of good. Careful, careful! <laughs> I'm in whitey tighties. <laughs> you know, he's got a brush going over my nipples, and stuff. no, yeah. And like there's a little breeze in the air. I'm like, oh, okay. all right, easy, easy. Just oh. like, could someone please get me a cigarette? Something to get my mind off of how good this feels. Like, well, I will just say, since we're addressing
1: that, and we're all adults here. I, when I'm painting a, a a male and he's wearing an undergarment, I use it's um it's either a bra cup liner or it's a really thin shoulder pad that I stuffed down the front of the underwear. So it does like a Superman, like a oh, superhero so cup. If
0: something it doesn't.
1: It also, it's um, undergarments are kind of the bane of body painters existence because it never yeah. quite looks the same and it starts to, you have to have a real, a certain kind of product. They have to be really tight well, I and think not stretch so much.
0: I think it was just under the like like that. Because you're right. If there's underwear on there, you can see it, and it kind of looks.
1: That was for women's underwear. Because the women's underwear was...
0: disappears really easily. It's um, it's a
1: laser, a razor cut. It's really, really thin. You can get oh, it at Target okay. for like three bucks. For the men's version, is a little funny. I usually um, I I get underwear. It's it's a uh, it's called Greg Ohm that I use, or I get stuff from Uniqlo, and I pre-paint it with fabric paint so that okay. I'm not being invasive. <laughs> Oh god. Sometimes I so do. Got, yeah, yeah, but then I'll see yeah, I'll use that little stuffing thing in yeah. there and it's just like a smooth kind of thing because when you are painting cotton underwear with body paint it becomes very revealing and clingy and it's, it's and it I think that feels that's, really good. And it feels really good <laughs> and you know things happen. <laughs> it's it, yeah. Things yeah. can move and but you know, oh, you know yeah. it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which sometimes you don't want, but you know whatever. But it's it's a natural so, human reaction. Yeah, so it's um it's a way of safeguarding against that and it just looks a specific way that I think
0: well i'm i'm We're down sorry. to get body painted we can use the Cheers. whatever i'll Cheers. I'll choose that I would, I would love to do that cuz that was yeah. in 2014
1: so w- one of the styles of so i'll just say real quick the first body painting i ever did was 22 years ago on my partner and back then i didn't know what to use so i went to Rite Aid and i got eyeliner and eyeshadow and stuff from this really cheap makeup product called wet n wild and there was a costume store next door and i got uh, a makeup two- products. <laughs> wet n wild it's what i think they still have like at CVS you can get it but it's like <laughs> Four eyeshadows for like a dollar 50 i I'm sure mm-hmm. it's like the worst quality mm-hmm. lead Sounds paint like type is. of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I got a couple of grease paint uh, at this costume shop next door. So that was the first body paint I did. And I just shelved it because I didn't have a good camera or computer or anything. So I started body painting again 10 years ago with proper body mm-hmm. paint products. And something that was cool with it is it took, a, it took about a year of just kind of experimenting with products and figuring out how they work first before I could even like really – address what I wanted to do or what I wanted to say. And so the first things that I was doing was, so Trina does a lot of like camouflage, like mm. seamless, like it's perfect. The people are invisible it really and it's, yeah. it's insane. And Emma hack, the Australian artist, yeah. she does that too. It's she'll blend people into like a wallpaper and you can't see them. It is so freaking cold. And then they'll off, she'll often have them holding like a Falcon or an owl. So you just see the, this animal it's, it's beyond. Oh, so, that's cool. Um, so I, the first stuff that I was doing, I would paint a giant backdrop, kind of like expressionistic aggressive brushstrokes and I would paint a model in a similar way. So it wasn't blending in. It was just a painted model in a painted environment. Yeah. So what was cool when I would uh, like, I was taking pictures and I was doing it really kind of quietly for a good year and a half, not showing anyone. I just thought it would be something I only only would show like friends and family. Um, Something I found is you can really truly change a person's appearance. I mean, you can like hide stuff. You can, amplify stuff that's not there redirect and the other thing that I thought was really cool is i mean my models male female all races different ages different heights people started to look the same which mm-hmm. was kind of cool was i mean there, not with your
0: style because i've seen how you you paint them yeah, and so... they do kind of come together as one
1: yeah so, so it was like um not that i was trying to like ignore someone's ethnicity or their identity and like trying to make it into this pan culture thing, but it was just sort of an interesting kind of direction that I stumbled on. I've used that a lot in my paintings too. I do a lot of like gender neutral figures Mm -hmm. in paintings. Can't tell male, female, anything about that. So I think that's something that I explore in my artwork too.
0: Well, it's interesting that a lot of the things that I think artists, when I listen to them talk about, and it seems like this is a scenario that is like, oh yeah, well, I was doing this and then I realized like almost by accident, like, oh shit this actually does this thing and I'm, yeah. I'm going to run with that for a little bit and get a little bit deeper into how that expresses my art. And again, like you said, not taking away from your color, race or gender, whatever yeah. it is, but I kind of like where this is going a little bit of how we're creating one out of the art of two totally different human beings.
1: What was interesting with it, I'll, 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 be very open and transparent so I've done a bunch of different things like with art over the years I I'm not a famous artist but I'm a working artist and I'm working on whatever just famous further to me. side like that Fair so <laughs> I did um I did storyboards and in-house illustrations for a long time Fair. which was great in New York shy uh, at day you were uh select show. yeah it's like a big Big it's time. Good. One, of, one of my, hello Billy Alboris. He's one of my best friends and he was the art wow. buyer there. So he would throw stuff my way, but then I would get work with art directors. So you were freelancing? I for was them. freelancing.
0: Holy moly. I mean, that's so, like big time ads.
1: It was, so I did a ton of like in house absolute comp stuff. So it was never anything that was printed. It was all mm-hmm. like the in house, like when a art director would say, oh, we're doing absolute Mardi Gras. It should look like the day after. And there's beads on the ground and there's a bottle right there. So then I would like flush it out. Or it would be, you know, we're pitching something to Circuit City and it's a woman who's walking down the street. Circuit City. And she's like... You don't like, know what Circuit City is, Michael. Oh, God. I know, <laughs> I know what oh, Circuit God. City so is. So you don't. No. it is. for Atari. No. Uh, yeah. Or we, <laughs> Or Orbitz.com. <laughs> so
2: okay. It. That one I don't know. Oh, <laughs> God. I know what Orbitz is, yeah. So it would be like
1: <laughs> whatever company it would, you know, you do like sometimes it'd have to be like really scribbly. So mm-hmm. it would, so the client would be like, Oh, we're just getting a gist. They're not locked into like, Oh, well the rendering looked like it was going to be that. And now right. it looks like yeah. this, or it'd be kind of fashion looking. So, so doing that kind of work was good also for body painting. Cause um, you have to work quickly in different styles when mm-hmm. you do that advertising work. And then in body painting, um, when I can do my own kind of style, it's the best, but I've gotten hired to paint someone like a cheetah. I've got, if you're a body painter, you are going to have to paint someone to look like a leopard at least once, probably like 10 times in your life. And Wait, you, you know, they, you set a rate and you get
0: it. Does so, they call you personally or do they have someone call you? Cause I don't think I'd be comfortable <laughs> being like, um, hi, is this uh, David? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is John Leonardo. Um, so I want to know what your rate was to paint me like a cheetah. <laughs> how so did that go down it was i
1: did uh there's a there was a reality competition show called skin wars so oh, yeah, i did yeah. some behind the scenes i was never on the show i did behind the scenes stuff for it and that was a promo thing that i did that i painted something like that i did an at&t commercial which it was the guy who plays cal from modern family um what's the actor's uh, name Cam Cam, Cam. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah that oh, guy's uh, hilarious yeah, he's, the, he's awesome so the the tv commercial was did you pay Cam as no no so it, a it was cheetah? Cam Cam or was like a, like the uh, football coach yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's like got a whistle and the spot was called Be the Fan so it was supposed to look like a fan had painted himself like a cheetah so the art direction was paint him to look like a cheetah but make it look like he did it so make it look good but not too good so which was kind of like well all right so they they kept like looking in they're like oh yeah no actually less detail than that or like oh you know maybe well, a doing little bit too more good stop yeah
0: do less so though
1: i did i know i painted oh i there was a i did some work for an event planner and there was something that was at it was at the Waldorf Astoria and it was for National Geographic. So it was a man painted like a lion and a woman painted like a butterfly. And they got butterfly wings that a Victoria's Secret model had worn in one of those runway oh, shows. Yeah, so that was yeah. cool. And my friend Caroline Hernandez. Hello, Caroline. Helped me Look with Cal. that. She's amazing. Makeup artist works for Mac. Um, so she helped me with that. So those are actually the only... I've only done three leopard things that my mind's allowing me to access right now. Maybe there's some other Well, ones now that
0: we're dropping some heavy hitters yes <laughs> i know someone we can't talk about mariah can we talk about her or no yeah so i i, I, I will say I, mariah Carey.
1: I i had to sign a non-disclosure that was so We'll say no more about it okay oh we'll, right well yeah so i i but stuff is a little tiny bit has been out there so i can say just kind of some stuff that's on the outskirts of it but i i painted a, a mural in her, two murals in her la home something in her new york home and i painted her stomach while she was eight and a half months pregnant at tyranny spa so i i had only it was it was a little itty bitty picture in life and style magazine and she tweeted the picture as i was working on it so i had 20 minutes at midnight to paint this thing in a room full of people while life and style photographer a life and style photographer was documenting it and like a bunch of people i remember
0: my first question was wait you don't have any pictures in your phone you're like I can't step back in the middle oh of twenty minutes and go, Mariah, stay still. Hold on one second. <laughs> so I, I
1: went. there was there's a ton more that goes along with that. I'll say she was super nice. I was around her for like an hour that night. Yeah, so, yeah. she was super nice. She was really cool. Um Yeah. So yeah, So yeah. I, I think that's all, all I can right. say so, about
0: that. The other one <laughs> the the other one I love that you told me about. Actually, there's two more that I love you told me about. One was Tina Tamara, because he's watching the oh, show yeah. all the time. And then build not a science guy. Yeah. So you've, like you've been with some heavy hitters.
1: So I'll, I'll super quick I can tell you both those things. So, so, so um when I did the Mariah Carey uh body paint on her on her pregnant belly, uh there was an interior designer, which oh my god, I'm so I'm sorry, sorry, I can't remember her name. I'm having a little bit of a brain freeze. She was there that night. She's one of Mariah's good friends. So she and I stayed in touch, and it was a couple years after I did that. So she was um Helping Tamara there was a there was a TV show called T and Tamara back in the when yeah. was that? Like the nineties? I mean,
0: yeah, early nineties. No. You Before guys
1: don't that. have to look <laughs> at me every <laughs> time no, you I'm mention something. I used to watch it though. I remember it. It was it a, was a was show called Sister, Sister Sister. It was like sisters. Sister. Yeah. yeah, we used to watch it So there was a they had a reality T V show just about their lives and Tamara lived <laughs> I don't know if she wants to say it, but she lived in mm-hmm. she lives in Los Angeles. Yeah, and somewhere. so she I, I painted her nursery. So it was through this interior designer whose name i apologize i can't remember but so it that was i think the first thing i ever did on camera and you can't have the air conditioner running when you're filming something it was probably about 100 degrees that day It was a two-bedroom condo it was a little bedroom was the nursery in that bedroom there was a bassinet shelving unit a, a basket full of toys i'd already it was crowded it was crowded I, i'd already met Tamara, but we had to pretend like we we're meeting for, for the first time so She's in there. She's probably eight months pregnant. There was an enormous cameraman in there and then an enormous guy with a one of those boom mics. Mm-hmm. So the designer and I walk in there and I could just feel like a drip of sweat coming down. And all I could think is just like, don't sweat, which instantly I was just like, I think my light gray shirt was dark gray by the oh, end yeah. of it. And we had to do it twice. But anyway. So We're she was like, here. so I just painted a really sweet, sh- I don't even remember what network that was, but you could find it. i yeah. just like, Tamara Maori's, nursery so it was really
0: like fluffy clouds it
1: was similar to the stuff I did for Marath
0: when you brought that up last night I haven't thought about sister sister show now that was so that theme long. in your head
1: that was so good <laughs> she was really really sweet I didn't meet her other I mean her sister but Tamara was really lovely and so was her
0: husband and then everybody knows Bill Nye, where we're looking at Michael. Oh, okay good. So all right, there it's, we it's go. It's intergenerational. Um, and so tell me, tell us a story about Bill yeah, Nye, and again. I can
1: I'll show you the pictures of this afterwards. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah. what it was we'll, is
0: send them to me too. We'll post them when we release a pot We'll show up all these pictures too. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah.
1: so, um, I had gotten an email. This was gosh about three years ago. It was a producer of his Netflix show. And they did ten episodes, and one of the episodes was going to be out about optical illusions. And this producer mm. had just done an open Google search, and it was actually one of those first body paintings where it's someone standing on a giant backdrop that was painted in a very expressionist style. And so was she.
0: Wait, she they, found it off
1: Google. She, Google, yeah. So you're up there. I'm and well, she she uh, she called a bunch of body painters. So there was like a roster of people they oh, looked at, okay, okay, right, and they right, right. So they were looking for optical illusion body paint. And that sort of fit the scenario of what they were looking Mm. for. So it was going to be a two day job one day to paint the backdrop and then the next day to film or paint the model and then we would film it that day. So um it was that was like from the time that I agreed on it had about three weeks. Uh one week later they said actually we're switching this around there's um oh my God, this is also a brain freeze moment. There's a scientist who coined the term for optical illusions. And he looked kind of like a Benjamin Franklin type, kind of mm-hmm. like, like the ringlets, you know, like a petticoat type of thing, roughly shirt, um, and kind of like a heavy set double chin look. And so they sent me a picture of it, and they said, we want to actually have you paint a model to look like that, paint the clothes. We're going to have a, a fake wall with a cutout and a frame around it, and then you'll paint the wall behind him so it'll look like, you know, it's a living painting, which has Is been done a zillion times. that year
0: though, like – Painting someone's face? It was, actually,
1: and... it was actually... I'll show you the pictures. It actually was faster. Oh, okay. So I spent one day, and it was on the Sony lot. And those, if you've ever been there, they're those giant hangers.
0: I've seen it. I haven't been in it.
1: So there's like a series of these um, humongous hangers that are like mm-hmm. the size of a Costco, but double the height of the ceiling. So they'll, one day, they'll make it look like it's a little small Maybury town. The next little day or a couple days later, they'll strike that, yeah. and then it'll be like a science fiction kind of set or... They can turn it into any kind of thing they want, to make it look like it's a reality show set. So the first day I had the entire hanger to myself and I painted this wall and I painted this guy's wig, his shirt, his no scarf. There. No one else was there. They had lunch in there, so people came in later, but it was just me. And I got there probably like ten in the morning. I left at eight that night. And it was just so cool That's to be nice. there yeah. and watch it get dark and in this huge place. And I painted his pants and coat and vest. So it was all grayscale. So it was all black and white. So I did all that, and then the next day I painted his face and his hands, and that took an hour and ten minutes at the most to do that. They were filming the show, so it was by the time I they started the show, I knew because I wanted the makeup to be fresh. And I knew it wouldn't take any more than oh, yeah. an hour and a half, so I started, and they would like reset certain things, and yeah, it came out at well. At what
0: point, like, so we've oh. talked about if oh,
1: can I say one thing real quick? Sorry you to bring it. Say you whatever you want. So the guess
0: on this podcast, I you know, I just I just interrupt all the. Time. <laughs> That's all I well, do.
1: I, I want to say this as um as a like a humble thing for people to hopefully hear and implement. They they looked at a bunch of body painters and she said I was the nicest person that she talked to and she wanted to work with nice people nice so that is something that was like cool. I'm I, actually I, glad I love that that. you brought
0: that up. Um because we, we talked about it last night at dinner and the fact that if there's no need to be an asshole. Yeah, there just really isn't yeah there's not and, and i know that that things come up where because i'm guilty of it as well where you get stressed out oh. or you know certain things happen we have you have deadlines or whatever it may be and definitely cool like not cool things happen yeah but overall you're absolutely right there's no need to be an asshole if you're a nice human being you're going to get the job done you know so kevin ragsdale one of my business partners he he always says like, listen, if I get stressed out, you should worry. But I never do because guess what? We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. If they need this, that, the other, thing, whatever it is, we're gonna get it done. We're gonna figure it out. Don't ever worry about it. Although, in the rare case that you are see me stressed out, then yeah, you, you you shall freak out. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Because like, then we're really fucked. <laughs> I've never. I've been, we've been working with him for a while. Never seen him ever stressed.
1: I try to, especially like body paint stuff, I try to be as zen as possible. And I try to yeah. – I hope this doesn't sound inc- – I try to channel a, a, like a soccer mom vibe. I want it – I don't – especially if you're painting someone if they're naked and they're
0: – I feel like soccer moms are a little uptight.
1: Well, I try like a like a happy, here, honey, have a cookie type of vibe. I try and like few make glasses it a, of wine a zero,
0: zero sexual
1: vibe. I want oh, it to okay. be as like sweet and yeah. antiseptic and – Void of any of that kind of vibe. Yeah. Were you
0: dating your partner when you started body painting? No, because uh, you said 22 years ago. Yeah. So, well, the, for...
1: we We're we coming up on our 24th. It's either the 24th or 25th, which is bad. I can't remember. But at a certain it's point, it's just, like, it's just like, this It's a long
0: time. That, you know. It
1: is. Were you so when you... you?
2: 20. Oh, hey, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No. Um, it's like the <laughs> fifth time this week I've been called kiddo oh
1: god if i would i'm upset. i would push a family member down a flight of stairs to be called kiddo again no i wouldn't say no 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 just kidding you're in. walking down the stairs first dude david's going first no. like... um wait i forgot what, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs>
1: just hawk your little nephew no, down the stairs no, fuck I you said...
2: <laughs> call me kiddo
0: oh, bitch oh, no.
1: so also, oh super quick about that the first body pain that like left an imprint was uh, it was Keith Herring in 1983 painted mm-hmm. this male dancer Bill T. Jones and he used white acrylic paint and the guy was a dark complected man and the, the photos were black and white, so it just was so like high contrast of the white paint. Keith Herring was putting all his tribal sort of marks hieroglyphics. Legend,
0: by the way, just the yeah. best.
1: It's so cool. And so, so that, that... So, so I saw those pictures in the late 80s, and yeah. it was just like, oh, I want. and he also painted Grace Jones around that time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that, so yeah. freaking cool. And that it's the art was Temporary, but through pictures, it lives. It lives on, and when you have the model painted, you can pose them in any kind of way you want. So it's like I'll do that, and then it was. It's like, well, how am I, I? I had to be obviously very comfortable with someone in order to do that, and with my partner, I was, and so that's when I got all that the wet and wild stuff from Rite Aid, and I, I, uh I also got a disposable camera from Rite Aid, and I had the pictures developed at Rite Aid. So I'm sure, and that's back. 100 years ago at Ride Aid, when you get like, you know, film processed, there would be this whole, it He's looked like a yeah, conveyor belt. It was <laughs> like a conveyor belt of the pictures coming down. And, you know, I'm sure there was yeah. like some nudie, well, there was some nudie yeah, pictures. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. whoever at Ride Aid was probably like, oh, we'll pull this one to the huh. side. And, you
0: know. Do you have any kind of process when you have to get into creative mode?
1: Um, I am a chronic doodler. So I have mm-hmm. stacks of, sketchbooks on my desk that I'm just drawing any time or like on the plane. I just was like scribbling stuff. And sometimes those turn into the best things. Other times they're just sort of stream of conscious and I'll put them away for years and pull it on like, oh, hey, that would be a good body painter. or that might be a cool thing to add into a painting or that would be awesome in a mural, that, that kind of line detail. So I can – it's not forcing it because I like to do it, but that can like bait out some – Stuff that I'm not even conscious of. So that – and then I usually will take a picture or scan it and put it in my computer and color it. And then that usually sparks something else. It's like, oh, well, that – or then I can superimpose it over a body. It's like, oh, well, that would be cool as a body painting. What if it was a background too?
0: What do you mean? So you, you draw something. And then you scan it into your computer.
1: Yeah. So there's some some of the drawings are just like scribble, like, you know, nothing little things. But then some will be a little bit more hashed out. Maybe it's like.
0: Where you're like, this is actually really fucking cool. I want.
1: And like, this is cool, but it's not cool enough that I want to like frame it or something. Right, it's, it's, yeah. it's a cool sketchbook kind yeah. of doodle caricatures, something. And then sometimes I'll scan those into my computer or just take a picture with my camera because that's easier. And then Photoshop, you can. Amplify the dark lines and make the black background yeah, yeah. totally white and then start coloring it. And then that's when kind of some magic can happen, like superimposing it onto a wall or putting it onto a wallet or to shoes. I've painted a bunch of surfboards and saw, yeah. shoes and purses and clothing. So whatever I can paint on, I will.
0: I like that. But when you're going through that, do you have – it takes me a while to get into a mode where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to paint. Do you have that or, or are you just constantly, I'm constantly doodling. So, oh well, cool. Here's this. That, yeah. You I'm, know, I'm constantly
1: doodling. And what's nice is I, it was about a year and a half ago. Someone asked me, Oh, I should back up. It's super, super duper abbreviated. Like uh, apart from doing the, the lips and the sort of like pop culture mm-hmm. commentary, um, or just kind of acknowledging that this is kind of going on. Then other work I do, I develop the style from doing body painting. I would paint someone and then I would like early, early on when I was still figuring out process and what I wanted to do. So I'd, I would look at the pictures and I would do a drawing based on that body paint and kind of push it forward. Like, oh, well, if I had more time or if I was better with body painting, I would put these sort of lines on or maybe color block mm-hmm. it a little differently. And then I would do a body painting based on that drawing that I did if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then i am like, okay, I'll push it a little further. And now, okay, now that's getting to what I want it to look like. Then I would do a painting based on that. And I did a bunch of those where it was just sort of the snowball effect of creativity. And that was really fun. And that developed a style like the mural you saw in create town that developed that style. It was super patterned. It's very flat and bold and graphic. And I've done a bunch of portraits and that kind of look. Some, yeah. some of them I haven't posted, but I, done a bunch of those and i fortunately have six more coming that i just found out i got coming up so you never know yeah well, <laughs> when you're when you're a working artist you you know i mean you keep it going and it's i, I yeah. love it's really fun and um and i like that it's a style that came from body painting and now it's part yeah. of the part of the process too
0: well it's when when i see other artists design and create a style mm-hmm. it's so exciting to me 'Cause I'm like, oh fuck yeah. You have a style, right? Like when you see it, that's David Gilmore. And you do you have created style actually two. A two, which is kind you of a little, a little like schizophrenic yeah. that I have two styles. Yeah. So we're around in third base here, and I do want to ask you about it, you grew up in Washington. Yes. And you graduated in a high school with very little human beings.
1: Yeah, so my not not
0: physically little, just a little amount of humans.
1: Yeah, there was um God, there was 22 people in my graduating class. So, so I grew so, well, up in 52, yeah, were, but, yeah.
0: but we were like a you know, private high school in New
1: England. Well, yeah, it's this not, is a little private high school in, in Spokane. But did you have a lot of people in your town? Y- yeah, you know, um, so I, I grew up outside of Spokane, or, and it was just an itty-bitty little town. Um, you know, for identity theft, I don't want to say the name of the town. Because <laughs> isn't fine. that one of the questions, a little town you grew up in? Yeah, it's don't fine. Say. But uh, – so I grew up in this itty bitty little town, uh, and I uh, there was kind of like the bullying thing from being gay. That's and, kind of uh,
0: that's where I wanted to go to.
1: So I uh, nothing nothing like horrible, but especially four hundred years ago when I was you know in junior high, it really it was impacting and scary. Did and you so come out? I didn't in- come out till I was twenty two, so, so I came out late. So how- I I was in the art, and I wanted to like draw, and I, I could care less about playing basketball and i just wanted you know and so it, of course that it put, makes you i was you a know. target and yeah. so i my parents w- are far from wealthy but they sent me to this private high school so that's kind of took care of that so um so i went there and then when i graduated i went to the university of washington in seattle and that was great i started in the graphic design program and i hated it i hate especially back then no computers so it was all like the Letraset set type where you had to you know like oh different God, sizes and you I had have to rub the back of that. it with a, with a penny because i hear
0: you know time. i is? think like mac computers yeah <laughs> oh, so so 400
1: years ago you, there would be um oh my whatever the font helvetica impact whatever you oh would go God. you would go to <laughs> yep. it was the university of washington bookstore in the art section and you would buy a sheet of helvetica paper to be in all different kinds of sizes in the font. And then you would have to line you'd cut it out, put the There's letter like down. Stenciling. Stencil, and then you would rub the back of it with a, like a burnishing tool or a penny if you wanted and then you would take the next, you know, the letter S. And then you know, the oh T and you'd cut that God. out, and then you'd do that. And if you got it all wrong, you'd have to start all over again, maybe you have to go another buy another sheet of that. That reminds
2: you, me of like typing on a typewriter almost for like yeah. you make a mistake and your whole thing is just fucked and like something mm. that you just take it take for granted because of computers <laughs> yes you I get correction
1: tape and
0: it, it's i mean it's so archaic and antiquated when you are in elementary school when did you decide i need to get the fuck out of here and go to a private school
1: well that's my so my my best friend mitch we've been friends since kindergarten um he's he started in kindergarten he went all the way through at that one school and i probably would have stayed there everything was great and through the eighth grade Was wonderful. And then going into high school, the ninth grade was when it all kind of shit hit the fan. And I was trying as much as possible to be invisible. I did not want anyone. Because I saw when I would try to be myself, it was not met well. I never got like beat up or anything like that, but I'd be called fag. And someone would like, I remember in like a Sharpie pen, someone wrote David Gilmore is a fag on one of the doors that everyone would go through. And I was like, "Ah." Jesus. You know, when I was like, but you know, how too like, young and scared to like say anything to be like, well, I'm not that word, but yeah, I'm so I'm gay, but, but big, big fucking deal. But was back it older, then it was, was it older uh,
0: kids or like, it was in, in the same grade. Did that help shape who you are? Did that help? Did you take it to heart or did you kind of pass it off and go, whatever, fuck you guys. I'm <laughs> going to move on because yeah, I, I guess I was
1: resilient enough. I, uh, you know, I wasn't ever going to like hurt myself or do anything like that. I just, I, just knew I had to put in the time and, and just get through high school. And the, the high school I went to was was great. I um, Yeah, I, I got through that fine. Um, yeah, but just high school was not like my zone at all. And then when mm-hmm. I went to college is when everything kind of came together. So I still, I can't blame the graphic design because I was doing it. My I was imposing that on myself and I was doing something that was still within the art, the parameters yeah, yeah. of the art world, but it was so like not... So regimented and act, it was the opposite of what I really wanted to do. So I stuck with it for like two and a half years, and I was bad at it. And every every critique the, the <laughs> teachers would say, "You should be an illustrator. Or you should do something different. This isn't like, oh, this is it here. for you." And I was like, "No, I'm going to be the best. Like hitting that, like, rubbing that letter set with a penny on the back of it. I'm going to do the hell out of this." And I I actually got cut out of the graphic design program. It was at the University of Washington. It's like, it's a brutal two and a half year process. You start, you take all these prerequisite classes, and then they cut it in half going into the sophomore year of it. And they're
0: like, thank you for your effort, but you cannot be in this program anymore. Yeah. They're like, this
1: is it." for you. So where do you go from there? So you pick another major. And you're, what year? Sophomore? So I was a sophomore. So I I got- 19,
0: 20 at the time? I took a
1: year and a half off. So I was- Okay. Yeah. So 21- that point 2021 so i um i just happened to take a printmaking class and i loved the process of it i love that it encompassed all forms of art drawing painting uh that it was silkscreen etchings mm. wood block paper you know making that? i did so that i, got, I have that's a bfa cool. in printmaking it's my oh, degree yeah, it so doesn't. it's it's not like the most practical degree but I, i've implemented the thought process of it and i've done silkscreen since but so i that's so i i uh I was living in Kirkland, which is the other side of of Lake Washington from mm-hmm. Seattle, with my brother. And in one fell swoop, I moved to Seattle. I came out and I became a printmaking major. And it was just like, oh my god, life! This is what the life I was mm-hmm. always supposed to have, and here I am. And I was at the. I wasn't living. One day I'll do what the art I want. One day I'll come out. One day, one day I'll live in Seattle. One day I was like I was in the moment for the first time, and it was like. Touching the source, whatever that is, you know, it was so just like, oh my god! With, is was it-,
0: it within a year that you kind of discovered this, majored in it, came out that you were gay, and said, "Oh, this is my life now, and I fucking love it." Yeah, was it it was all within a short period of time.
1: It was in within like a two week period, so it was amazing. And the then, so weight right right the, off the, the weight lifted. It was incredible. Like you know, friends I was hiding it from were all like, "Oh yeah, duh." <laughs> I knew, and then, I mean, it it did not go well with my family, <laughs> yeah. which is too dumb to even talk about it, it, it it's taken a while and they're ish yeah. there but we can do it, a whole
0: other podcast on that and we won't yeah. get into that right now but
1: so it was it was great and i also um i think kind of the duality in art that i do started there because i was doing like real introspective um some of it was great some of it was a little corny of like you know like i was doing like these kind of figures of kind of Grecian-looking Roman statues of men mm-hmm. with their arms cut off and the yeah, fig leaf yeah. over the crotch because, you know, yeah. like you can't – Or know, the tiny way.
0: little dicks. you ever notice the statues that just have like small – Yeah. I always like – I'll see them like,
1: really, what that's does... what they looked like back then? I, I'd heard on some some podcast or 60 Minutes that they were saying that the emperor at the time that was ruling had a little dick and so he wanted –
0: Oh, so that's – That would be the standard of beauty. <laughs> you know what's really – Fucked up, Is or it that if, bigger... if I was the emperor, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, yeah. no one's getting a statue with a dick bigger than me. Yeah.
1: Or that somehow, if it was a bigger dick, that it would be it was vulgar somehow.
0: Oh, okay. that it was like brutish right.
1: and lower so, so. class, and it was more aristocratic. But I would upper still be like, crust. add a little bit more clay to the end of it. Yeah. The... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, so while I was getting this. Fine art degree and doing this contemplative, introspective kind of stuff, which was which was cool, but it was it was definitely it was it was like a catharsis thing. I was also working for the school's paper, and I had a cartoon mm-hmm. strip that ran, and I was doing oh, editorial cool. cartoons. So I was doing these really like funny, goofy, silly cartoons. So it was like those. So I've always kept that. So like the lips that I'm doing with that, it's uh, it's on it's still in the it's in the art world, mm-hmm. of course, but it's little lighter, hopefully will make you laugh, which is a great yeah. reaction. And then I was doing the stuff that the reaction is maybe a little bit more like, huh, what's that about? Hmm. That's about like identity and discovery and that kind of stuff.
0: All right. So any advice that you would give to your younger self right now? Oh
1: my God. Well, buy real estate in Los Angeles and sell it before 2007. No. <laughs>
0: well, that, really that would be true. one thing. So, yeah, I feel like I already asked this question because you answered and said, go for it and don't worry about mistakes. Yeah. That, but I, I, I do want to ask about it again. That, that but your would, first answer was great because you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. But, but the honest answer with artists be f- fearless, you're going to fuck up and, but go for it, go for it. Go, cause, it Cause even as an adult, I've second guessed, uh, yeah. this is a little segment that I can kind of briefly talk about. So I did, um, advertising work for years and, uh, and then I was all at the same time I was starting to paint murals and homes and businesses, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like the artwork at all that I'm doing now It was giving clients what they wanted. So it was right. still like piggybacking off of the storyboard kind of thing. It's like I was for hire. So if a store wanted like a bunch of women shopping, I would paint that. Or if, right. um, a home wanted like a Trump lawyer kind of thing over a bookshelf to look like there were some plates on a high wall, I would do that kind of thing. And then, so I was living in New York at that time. Then I moved. To Long Beach then in two thousand one the the advertising work kept going it was harder because I was getting it from New York and they especially back then they'd want to see you and it wasn't as much online so it was starting to like taper off um, I've had friends who lived in this part of Orange County I'll just say that makes it a little easier um, and they had bought like this gigantic home and I painted murals in that home and then I started getting like 10 years worth of work in these homes in orange County and these gigantic McMansions. And I was painting for the most part, the most horrifying stuff that is so cringeworthy, but <laughs> I was getting paid. I was a, I was a working yeah. artist getting paid. So it would be like, get ready. Three fake windows looking out over crops like that kind of stuff
0: <sighs> on a wall. I know. Oh yeah. My God.
1: I know. I was, I was like, I would figure out down to the minute how much I was making. So there was, so if I could speak to that little kid in me, I would say also, don't paint these awful murals mm-hmm. in Orange County. But it was a means to an end, work wise, and yeah. I, I did that for ten years, and I was uh, not really doing my the art that I'm doing now. Right, so it was yeah. like I made a break. I was like ten years ago. I was like, I can't do this kind of stuff anymore, and then I started doing the work i'm doing it's been the best the best the best 10 years of doing my art has been the best ever it's been creatively the most fulfilling and the best the absolute best but and this goes to the something i know you wanted to talk about well uh it was me
0: they the Bravo stuff. Oh, the Bravo, yeah. So,
1: so I, while yeah. I was doing these horrifying murals in Orange County, so some of the homes were in Cota de Casa. So, for people who know the Real Housewives franchise, it started in this community in Orange County called Cota de Casa. So, I knew some people that lived in that community, and I was actually painting like a horrifying mural in someone's home. And the woman who owned the home got out the phone and she came up to me and she goes, They're going to do a reality show about women that live in this neighborhood. We were like, about what? She goes, I have no idea because it's like there's a million gated communities in Orange County and it's this giant complex. The thing that I would kind of be fascinated by would there would be these mommy workout groups. So it would be all these women in the same like high ponytails and the same juicy couture tracksuits cuz it was like 2004 I'm kind of 2005 to be at that. <laughs> but doing like these lunges with the baby Let's strollers. Shake your here
0: michael i know you want to come with me
1: but and like trying to work off the last yeah. 15 pounds of baby weight so it was that so that was kind of like the most stepford wivey kind of thing yeah. i observed so much bizarre stuff that's become content later of like the homemaker like home all day popping pills talking on the phone to her girlfriends about what Jeez. pills she's on so that kind of stuff was was interesting and in just a you know peeking behind the curtain kind of way so it was in the midst of all that when the orange county housewives started and that's what's kicked off that entire franchise i'd started this itty bitty little pop culture blog i've since abandoned it but it's out there it's called pretty on the outside i wrote
0: it i wrote it down when you told me about it we stopped at the stop sign yeah and i wrote it down I was like i hope doesn't think i'm being rude texting but i won't I will forget it, so I don't want to forget it. Thank you for bringing it up.
1: So that was kind of like a okay, that was like the flickering light of like doing like campy, goofy. So I was doing like illustrations of celebrities, really just goofy, silly stuff. And then I, it was the first episode of The Real Housewives of Orange County that I came across. I hit pause as this one woman was talking. I drew a picture of her and I put it on the blog. I didn't say anything about it. And people started guessing. Because at the time, it wasn't a huge blog, but I was getting maybe like 3,000 people a day looking at that's it. a lot of people. Um, don't do don't that's Because well, I was getting posted. There was other blogs I was doing like yeah. a reciprocal thing with. They would post it, and I'd post some of their stuff. and Follow
0: for follow. Old school follow yeah, for follow Yeah, oh my right God. There. That was way <laughs> – That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. So 100% that. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so I was doing that for a while, and I would do like little recaps of the show. And it's funny that now there's like all these podcasts about the Real Housewives mm-hmm. franchise, and Sirius Satellite has a whole – stationed ain't this woman named amy phillips who does these hilarious recaps of the shows and talks about the shows and has guests on she impersonates them but it's become like an industry there's tons of big blogs like uh gawker's no longer around but vulture and things like that will have like a real housewives mm-hmm. recap that are hilarious so yeah. i was in the very first wave of doing those and i was definitely the first person to be drawing them and Andy Cohen, who is, you know, the king of Bravo, big big fan of him. He started like he would comment on them and I, he's very nicely, he's, he's purchased a couple of the pieces. I've gifted him some things. Never met him, but it's, it's cool. I got his mazel on his show because on his TV show at the end, he gives his mazel. So he gave the mazel to me, like, I think it was 2013, 14 and showed my illustrations on there, which was, great yeah it's awesome so that's like the the part of me that likes like the f- goofy silly camp poking fun or just like holding up a mirror to pop culture yeah it it all sits perfectly in that vein and i've heard andy say if if andy warhol was alive today he'd be drawing the housewives so like, oh,
0: 100 i mean it's that that not it's almost like a respect but a mockery to that shows the light on those things that people appreciate
1: yeah, and what's cool? A lot of the housewives have reposted the images, so they think it's they, funny too.
0: And that actually makes it so much better when, you, under, when you understand. It's like, okay, yeah, like I, I get it. I, I did yeah. initially, and I, there's some of the
1: drawings weren't weren't the nicest, but it was really just like the that, especially back early on, it was sort of the the, the look at me, I want attention. Is even before mm-hmm. the Kardashians, so it was like I want this attention for why kind of yeah, thing. Know. So I was doing like it's more about the context of the show and what it kind of represented. And then it evolved into like these sweeter sort of illustrations and it was
0: just about their lips and that's what I've been doing recently. Well I'm excited to see the mur- mural all done.
1: Thank you. Thank and, you for uh, having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being on here. I mean I adore you. This is amazing. We've known each other for a little bit and uh this is a lot of fun to to sit down and, and talk through this stuff. Absolutely I love your artwork. I love your creativity. And I love the human being that you are. We got to hang out a lot last night and it's, it's really great. So thank you for being here. I am at, honored. Thank at you. At David Gilmore. Thank you. On, uh, at BTA sessions at game day media studios. Thank you everybody. And we're out for tonight. Thank you, John. Cheers. Thank you, thank you for joining me in beyond the artist. Be sure to subscribe and share this episode with all of your friends. Also, give us a follow at BTA Sessions on Instagram. You can find out what creative human beings we're going to have on here next. And also, thank you to our sponsors, Iron Mike, Game Day Media, Heineken, and Cafe Joe. Most importantly, though, thank you to all the listeners. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to this. Love your feedback. Love your support. Please keep it up. And we'll see you soon.